0: How are you, my friend? How are you, Michael? 91. 91. Look at you. You You have your every episode binder right there. You're bored. I love that. I mean, you are the ultimate ring card girl. Yeah. (laughs) Or should I say ring card person? Is ring card girl not appropriate anymore? No. (laughs) There are still boys and girls. (laughs) They still exist. Anyway, Stacey, uh, episode 91, you started this. Really, really cool thing. The number of the episode versus what was happening in real time in the mm-hmm. Stallone universe. Yeah. So, 1991, what was happening with Sly?
1: We got Oscar.
0: Ah, uh, Fanuji's <laughs>
1: sit. Hang on. Well,
2: who is it? It's better you hear it from your own daughter's lips.
3: It's Oscar. Is
2: that chauffeur?
1: Why
2: are acting so surprised? You knew. Of course I knew. I just had no idea. Be right back.
0: Uh, no, look at us. We already married. <laughs> See, we married real good. I got <laughs> them bambinos. He got eight.
1: Hey.
3: I no got them bambinos. I got, bambinos. Oh. I, I got hmm. Ana Maria, See? I got uh, Salvatore, See? I got Fabrizio, I got Antonio, I got Mario, I got Big Luigi, got Lil Luigi. I got Little Luigi, I you got you. Luigi Junior, I got, you got you. Giuseppe, and I got Figaro. Figaro,
2: no use. Figaro come from the milkman. You make a joke. Did I ask for the Finucci roll call?
1: Excuse <laughs> me, excuse. Yeah, have you watched it? When's the last time you watched it? I have to admit, it's been a very long time since I so
2: watched I, it. So I, so
0: it wasn't a very long time. I would say it's probably been about a year and a half for me. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely due for it because just looking at some of the clips that were out there, I remember this movie very well. Going to see it, I remember. I think it was one of the first movies, a first. Stallone movie I got my mother and father to go to now my dad me my dad and my brother saw Rocky 3 on opening day um, or opening weekend I think when it came out in 82 but I hadn't been to a Stallone movie with my family for quite some time. So I remember me, Sue mom and dad. And I I don't know if Jay and Debbie went, um, I, I I don't recall them being there. Maybe they were, but, uh, Jay was probably building something or (laughs) Uh, he might've been at Penn state at that time. Yeah. He might've been still, he might've been in college. So that's probably why it wasn't there. Anyways. Uh, so I loved Oscar. I, I know Sly gets crucified for his comedies. And with the exception of Stopper, My Mom Will Shoot, I don't understand why Oscar got beaten up so bad. I, I love that movie. I do. Now, it's farce. Okay. So anyone who's not familiar with the term farce, Mm -hmm. take your most stressful situation in a day. You're stuck in traffic. You got to get to work and there's an accident and you're a doctor and the person's going to go into labor. Uh, but you have to go to the hospital to, uh, you know, do a surgery, but you're committed to taking care of this person. And then a tornado hits. And now you're, you're all huddled under a bridge and now you have other obstacles. (laughs) There's obstacle after obstacle, right? There's, there's no break. There's no two, minute downtime where you just have some talking going on and Mm -hmm. it builds and builds and builds and I thought uh this was done very very well what's your thoughts
1: well for all the criticism he gets Siskel and Ebert both gave it a thumbs up
0: I did not recall that
1: yes they did and when I, I was doing all my research I'm like huh It says it right there on the cover two thumbs up from siskel and ebert for those of you who remember the movie review guys back from the in the day so but yeah it got two thumbs up so i was like gee it kind of makes me sad that he he criticizes it himself i I know i don't know why he
0: does i love oscar now we have some great cameos in this movie number one we have the original colonel troutman Okay, Mm -hmm. we we have uh, I'm going to say his name and no one's going to know this name and I'll tell you what his stage name is. So the actor's given name is Istio Donilovic. Okay, he plays his father. Now, here's here's a little uh, side. Do we have do we have a little bit of time here? I know we have a guest coming in today, but can I just I want to my mother will appreciate this. So. (laughs) My mother's last name is Danilovic or Donilovich. I mean it depends on how you pronounce it but yeah that, that's how we always said it. Anyways, my grandfather Dominic who I'm kind of my middle name is after, he used to tell us this story when we were kids that he used to grow he grew up in the Manuka section of Scranton and he was cousins with a young boy named Ishu Danilovic and he went on to become one of the greatest of the greats in okay. Hollywood. Now, if I told you a hint of what the last name of, of what his nickname was, the Ragman's Son. Does that ring any bells? No. That is the name of his book that he wrote about his life. Mr. Oh. Kirk Douglas.
1: Oh, my God. Come on. I wow. swear to
0: God. Yeah. And the first... I don't know if it's the first paragraph or the first page, but in his book, I remember I was working at a particular location and the book was there and I was reading through the book. Yeah. And damn it, if my grandfather did not tell the truth in the first par- uh, the first chapter, he talks about. Spending time as a child in Manuka Scranton. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so my grandfather, we my grandfather always said we were related to Kirk Douglas. And I thought, wow, isn't that very interesting? Now Kirk Douglas was one of Sly's heroes. Spartacus, the Vikings, all these things. He absolutely loved Kirk Douglas, and Kirk Douglas was the original choice to be uh, Colonel Samuel Troutman, but there was a artistic difference. He wanted Rambo to die at the end and everybody else said, no, no, Kirk, we have sequels in mind. So, so, uh, they said, he said, well, either you change it or I walk. And they said, see you, Kirk. Now him and Sly patch things up. I don't even know if there was anything really to patch up, but they, they remained friends, Mm -hmm. but over a three day period, they have to find a uh, Sam Troutman. So in comes Richard Krenna, and he had to wear, didn't have time to make a new uniform. So he had to wear Kirk Douglas's uniform and he fit into it, but he was much taller. So the pants are tucked into the boots because they're too short. They're above the ankles. Yeah, Uh, and that's a true story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. uh, He told that story, and I thought that was amazing. Anyways, in Oscar, he plays Stallone's father, who slaps him in the beginning. That's just so you don't forget. I thought that was great casting. We Hmm. also have the Cobra captain. If you remember Marion Cobretti's captain, who mm-hmm. is always trying to keep him on a leash, mm-hmm. he plays one of the, I don't know, FBI guys that's on the hunt for Mr. Prevolone. <laughs> and uh, there's a whole bunch of other cameos in there by some very famous people. We saw the one Fanucci brother was Harry Shear, who is uh, one of the big voices on The Simpsons.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. uh,
0: anyways, that's lots of love for Oscar and I have yes. a little personal stake in that because of Mr. Kirk Douglas.
1: Oh, that is that's very cool. That's very cool. Now, do you remember what you were doing? I graduated. 19- yeah, I graduated high school in 91. So, I was uh trying to figure out what the heck to do with myself. <laughs> how did
0: you How different are you now, Stacy, from when you were in 1991?
1: Um, how different am I? I don't it, I don't know in what way. I, I've always been an indecisive person and that is Still, I'm I'm very indecisive, always feeling like I haven't quite gotten there. And where there is, I still haven't figured out. So that that's kind of been a theme.
0: Are you <laughs> my Your life? Yeah. Are you more or less indecisive now?
1: I, I suppose it depends on the topic, but I would say okay. I, yes, I would say I'm less uh indecisive. But the whole, you know, career path and the whole what you want to contribute to the world. I still haven't ha- haven't figured that out and haven't done it yet. So yeah.
0: I know. It's it's true. But you know, you've got a few years to go. You're still young. What are you yeah. like? you're 19, 20, <laughs> 22?
1: Five zero, honey. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> yes. Getting oh. old. I am Uh, cutting that entire section. I'm just letting you know that.
0: (laughs) No, no, no. You should let that there. You should set that to sad music to to elicit tears. No, you should put that out there. People want to know how flawed and screwed up we are. This is right. Trust me. If I ever put my baggage out there, people would, they would call the nut house. They'd come and get me in a net in a jacket and tie my arms up behind my back. You know, in uh, 1991, I was parking cars at a place. You know, we grabbed some pictures. Here's a picture uh, of, uh, of the location. It was called the Globe Store in Scranton. And what this place was, this place, uh, okay, there you go. This Now, here's the story on this. This is probably from the late 60s, early 70s. You can tell by the cars. Now, look at those windows there. Now, this was kind of fashioned after Macy's in New York City. Mm. Those windows were all decorated in a Christmas motif. It was beautiful. You would get people in the holiday season just standing by the dozens out front of those windows. And you've got those trees. Those are all real trees oh
1: those, neat. yeah they're not okay. fake
0: They'll, those are real trees on the front of this what is it uh one two three four five floor um uh, a department store now department stores we don't really see them anymore because mm-hmm. walmart and malls came around but mm-hmm. this was the heart the jewel really mm-hmm. of downtown scranton for decades mm-hmm. and i remember going there as a kid shopping But as I got older, I needed a job. And one of my one of my jobs starting right around 20 years old, I guess it was. I was working in the uh, parking garage out back called the Easy Park. And here's a little shot of the entrance. So it's called Electric City Parking. This is a newer photo, but it used to be called the Easy Park. So mm-hmm. people would come in and there was a booth in there. I would work the ticket booth. I would have to go up on the deck floors and make sure cars were parked. And I worked with a a group of guys and there was a lot of camaraderie and it was great. I never had a, if, if you want, it, it was really where I first waved my flag of independence as a, right. as a young man, as a mm-hmm. young adult, this is, I, <laughs> I had a little bit of business acumen going on here. Me and my friend John Goodall, who I I lost touch with, unfortunately, I love this guy. We used to run keg parties on the roof deck. Now, I have one more picture here to give you an idea of what it looked like. And again, the garage is all beat up and it looks like crap now, but it didn't. It looked much better. It was much, much healthier back in the day. Okay. Okay. So right here you go. So on the roof deck, there you go. You can see the roof deck. Uh, We used to throw these roof deck beer parties starting at midnight on Friday and Saturday nights. And we would invite these local people from that lived in the city. Sometimes these people were partially homeless. They didn't have a lot of money, but we would charge them five bucks to drink as much as they wanted. Well, (laughs) our business acumen wasn't that great. And so we lost a lot of money on it, but at any rate, These keg parties were incredible and nobody would park in the garage at night because downtown Scranton was dead at the time. Now, Mm -hmm. if you look down the street, okay, all the way down the street, you'll see uh, what looks like a dark archway with like kind of a a greenish top. That's the steam town mall. And so that, that really began to revitalize downtown Scranton. And on the very corner is another parking garage that was added to the easy park. Anyways, that's where I was in 1991 (laughs) i was there for about five years and i'll tell you what man it was it was absolutely remarkable i i mean i just i i could i could wax on poetically on that for about a day and a half on on how much i missed that job but we must move on so i just want to check in with you is there anything else that you personally want to touch on
1: well, in ninety one, I think the job is so funny. It was such a simple job. My parents had moved to Florida at the very end of my senior year of high school. Oh wow. Yeah. So I was actually living with my mom's friend in ninety-one. Um, okay. And I moved to Florida for about 10 months after after I graduated. And I worked, and I'm not a big beach person because I'm not a you know fan of sand getting everywhere, but there was a t-shirt shop and it was called the Crab Trap. And It's attached to a restaurant and it, and you know, you'd open it up one whole side, like opened up. And so it was like, you were inside selling t-shirts, but you were sort of on the beach at the same time. I had so much fun that summer simply selling t-shirts and who goes there because I found out she was in Destin, Florida. I was like, Roz, you have to go to the crab trap. And that restaurant is still there after all these years and her and her husband found it. Wow. And they went, I was like, oh, my God, what a flashback. I'm like, I worked there in 91. So That's
0: our girl, Roz. That's what I was doing. Up, <laughs> checking it out. So it's still yeah, around.
1: It is that's, still around.
0: That's incredible. <laughs> that's that, pretty
1: cool. Mm-hmm. That really is.
0: Well, speaking of incredible things, um, we all know that November 22nd, the documentary Sly is coming to Netflix. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm going to go see it uh, a little early. There's a, a special showing of it in Philadelphia, and I'll be going to check that out. Um, so I'm very, very excited about that. Uh, yeah. Never know who may show up or who may not show up. I don't know. Never know.
1: Oh, he must. It's, he's got to be showing up. I would
0: uh, You never know because he's going to be there in November for the Sly Stallone shop opening grand okay. opening. So who knows? Who knows? I, I mean, they I'll announce gonna... the date on that. I too. hope they do announce the date. Yeah, I, really I hope well. they do. And speaking of dates, we are fast approaching October 31st. Yes, we are. One thing I love is when we see people on the Internet dressing up their Halloween pictures. Now, I'm talking broadly outside the Stallone universe, <laughs> whatever people dress up as. I've seen some incredibly complicated costumes like the Predator, Darth mm-hmm. Vader, mm-hmm. Uh, the Cowardly Lion, uh, the Wizard of Oz. I've seen a whole bunch of things online, and they're fantastic. But I was just wondering, what are you doing? I, I, I sent in some pictures of some concepts I've done in the past, and I'm working yeah. on. Before mm-hmm. we get to mine, what what have you been working on, Stacey?
1: <laughs> well, I have my Adrian, which we've seen, because we I think we did that for 76 episode 76 we got dressed love up those
0: glasses
1: uh yeah and this I was made that. for me um, and whatever. who made that cap stage yeah Justin's mom knit that fur for me nice. so that was nice. great and that was a great surprise gift which I'm still so grateful for um and uh Mike what about you you all right to, so here's
0: <laughs> a few things from although unfortunately before we post this so this unfortunately or fortunately was not a Halloween picture okay as we all know since I was a A little kid i would dress in real time whether it was the spring whether it was easter christmas or halloween i would dress in costumes whether it was zorro the lone ranger superman whatever well when i way back like a thousand years ago i saw get carter and i was so blown away by sly's look and i said i gotta have that look okay so, when I was a general manager with LensCrafters, this is how I went to work every day. Uh, you, Whatever order you want to put them. Go ahead, Stacey. You okay. can show this.
1: Here you are looking at the poster.
0: Right. Here I am thinking, okay, I can try to emulate what this, you know, Get Carter character, Jack Carter is like. Okay. But this one. Ah, look at that idiot. Come on. That's I awesome. mean, what an idiot. Look at me. This guy. That is just screams, help me. <laughs> no, it screams. It screams, I need help. I need assistance. It's
1: fun. Come on. It's a ton my, of fun. I mean, look like at a, that. That is, that is, you nailed that one. I that really
0: tried. The yeah. only thing I'll say I screwed up in this picture is the part of my hair. I should have parted it a little bit more to the one side, um, more like how I wear my hair nowadays. I sh- probably should have done that. But you know how hard it was to get those glasses? Those glasses are actually Persol's, And they are one of the best made glasses. Most people don't even know what hmm. a Persol frame is. And I used to sell them. I used to have access to it. They are fantastic. Anyways, go ahead. Hmm.
1: No kidding. And this
0: one. Oh, okay. Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Here, here I am incredibly. I look like a stalker. Emotionally disturbed. I've just been given... I've been given a no-contact, a cease-and-desist letter from the local authorities mm. to stay away from my local Ponderosa, okay? <laughs> Is that the part not in the book? <laughs> That's not in the book. No, I wanted everybody to think I was cool. Man, I missed the mark on that. But, yeah, oh, everybody. Come on. So the, great. The, this was me posing for that. Now, I've yep. got – no, go ahead. I haven't seen enough of that. Okay. You know. <laughs> oh. So uh, I tried a new look, all right? I tried mm. doing a little – artsy fartsy picture revolving around here so i tried dick da silva i'm thinking about going so what do you think about this (laughs) i look like baby jesus here or something i don't know (laughs) how did you do that is that like Wolfgar? (laughs) <laughs> so I, I got, what, you know, one of the apps and you take your little stylus yeah. and you just put, you put little beard marks on there. Oh, I shit. thought, okay, somebody out there has got to think I'm attractive <laughs> with a beard, right? Maybe that would work. And it's like, hmm, maybe Mike is not so <laughs> irreparable. Oh, that's, <laughs> no, that's kind of funny. That's it kind of funny. funny. So anyway, Stacy, our whole point with this goofy little charade is if all of you guys are doing uh, your Halloween pictures. Yeah. Obviously, if they're Rocky Stallone related from any of his movies, mm-hmm. send them in. We yeah. want to show them throughout the next couple of weeks if you guys are working on your costumes or even if it's slightly after Halloween, send those in and Stacy will put them up there on our yeah. uh, stories.
1: Yes, absolutely. That's so much fun. All right. Now, you had a very cool video that you sent me. Um, yeah.
0: You want to, yeah, introduce this. You know what? So one of the things in life that I am a firm believer in, even before I heard Sly say this, which is one of the reasons why I thought we'd play it today, uh, the the thing is is that none of us are islands. Mm. None of us. We all need help to get to where we're going, and we may not really – when you break it down, a guy who breaks it down is like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold gets it. A lot of times we like to describe ourselves as Mm self-made, like nobody helped. And I think in the bigger sense, like when we say Sly is a self-made guy, in one sense, he is. Hollywood didn't want him, and he kept fighting to get through. In that sense, okay. But it really takes a village to build all of us to get us where we're going from the people who build the roads to fill the potholes to uh, traffic signals to, you know, the people who get our coffees in the morning. All these little things go into getting us to where we need to be on a daily basis. Anyways, play this and then maybe we'll we'll add a little uh, thought to that.
2: I also realize that you can't be alone. To really succeed, no man really is an island. And it took the love of a woman that no one else loved. It took even the befriending of, of her brother who no one could understand, but they gelled together and, and Rocky brought this this whole group and with Burgess married and together they were like individual pieces but together they made a whole entity a whole person and and i think personally speaking that's happened to me too when when you find the right components in your life the right people that gel with you then you feel as though you you're invincible it may be a fallacy but you at least feel as though you can you can take all that life has to dish out right
0: okay that's the whole thing you see i wish I could speak it the way Sly does. Mm-hmm. Yes, you see how he has a nice, even delivery. He mm-hmm. isn't like, "Oh my God, Stacey, this is actually incredible." <laughs> he doesn't do that. And he—I don't know if it's the confidence, it's that he knows the character. I don't know what it is. I mean, I know the character as well as anybody, and maybe better than a lot of uh, other people. But I have a very hard time of slowing down and just chilling with my words and you know <laughs> stacy this is a, a me that you've never seen because this is not normally you know how i
1: talk. Right. No, you're Be-
0: and here's you're the animated reason. I'm more <laughs> <Yes>. animated <laughs> yes. i'm like that with my family mostly I, i'm like <laughs> that mostly everywhere i'm always afraid someone's going to put the clamp on me and that the hook is going to come and pull me away. So I'm always trying to get everything out of as I can as quickly as I can. Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. I think I sound psychotic sometimes. And uh, I don't know how to chill and explain things the way Sly does. And he also does things incredibly succinctly. Mm-hmm. He just bam, he doesn't overly talk about it. He just puts it out there and it's onto the next subject. I tend to I don't know, beat it to death, like a dead horse. What do you think about? Uh, anyways, uh, <laughs> again, getting off on my issues. What Sly <laughs> said is so true about yeah. having help and the support from the people around you, mm-hmm. getting you to where you want to go. What's your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, and I think you have to be able to accept help too. People are like, "Oh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it on my own." That's just not realistic. You have to right. have a team, like you said. You have to have a village. And um, yeah. for him, it's consistency. And I've said it before. I love when he's told no. That's when he pushes hardest to get anything, anything done. And he takes the people or the team of people he trusts most with him. Yeah,
0: Yeah, And we all have to do
1: that. I don't care what the setting is, you know, whether that be in the hospital where I was nursing or when you were working for, you know, uh, lens crafters or whatever, it takes a team to execute a good day or a good project. Absolutely. So yeah,
0: it really does. Now talking about executing a good pro product, i have come across a few things online now one is glaringly an ai photo so we're going to show mm-hmm. that second but mm-hmm. this first photo i came across as doing other research as part of a video i watched the video and in nowhere in the video is this picture however mm-hmm. it is the thumbnail to get you to click on it stacy show this picture now look at this if now here i am i'm looking at this picture i see rocky three the hair. I see what could potentially be a mm-hmm. yellow head sweatband on his forehead, mm-hmm. like he wore in Rocky Three in the gym. Now I hope Danny Watley, and we should tag Danny in this uh, video right. because Danny knows Rocky Three better than I know Rocky Three. So, mm-hmm. and again, this is not Sly's body. We it's way, way too thick for <laughs> Rocky Three. Mm-hmm. However, Rambo Four, we're getting a little closer to <laughs> to Sly's shoulders here here's look at that face yeah i mean i'm leaning that this is an ai photo yeah but i am not a billion percent sure i'm like 999 million percent sure so what do you guys think stacy what do you think and what do well, our listeners in the live chat you guys tell us ai or fake to me it, or was, real, AI. Or real? Yeah, it was ai
1: or, or cgi or whatever because the, for me when i'm looking at it the eyebrows are too symmetrical two you know what i'm saying and ah, he, okay. his one eyebrow is a little more pointier than the other and so as soon as i saw it i was like oh that's cgi
0: gotcha i gotcha nice yeah. all right now this other photo i found it i don't know where i found it but i found it someone else had yeah. posted it i would have given them credit for it but it was in my folder and i didn't realize who it was so if okay. you were the person that created this and <laughs> you're watching us right now tell me who you are and i'll go in and add your name anyways yeah. Sly saw it and he reposted it but it He didn't take it off of my page. He just kind of put it out there, but that's okay. (laughs) That's okay. It's a great photo. So take a look at it. This is like old school alphas hard at work. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. Look at that. Awesome. I want to see this movie. Okay. There's a movie. There's a story around this picture. Yes. I want to see this. Now, clearly this is AI. I get it. Mm -hmm. I get it. But, God damn, I want to see this movie
1: escape plan. I would say, <laughs> is so you
0: cool. know, here's the problem. Can you believe all the all the, the great scripts that came out of the 80s that mm-hmm. there was a lousy, horrible script for Sly and Arnold to star in a movie back then where they had to dress as women throughout the whole movie? That's the script somebody came up with that got close to them saying, we'll defer our salaries for points on the movie. Okay. it's just it's yeah it's 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 crazy anyways okay uh moving on <laughs> we no. have a uh a sly on 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 rocky clip talking about mm-hmm. this It's kind of interesting i believe he was doing a little promotion for Tulsa king when he was talking about
2: this what's that from the 80s in the seven and when it came to the sixth installment of the Rocky franchise, Rocky Balboa, basically all of them thought Rocky was on the ropes. Matter of fact, I wanted that to be my last film. I wanted like, okay, I did it. I want, yeah, I said I just wanted Rocky to come to the rescue, prove a point that it's never over till it's over. No one, and I mean no one, wanted me to make it. And boy, Rocky, damn, it came through.
0: Hmm. yep take that Mm -hmm. take that Hollywood and a certain person (laughs) whose last name rhymes with sprinkler (laughs) subtle yeah (laughs) first name rhymes with Schmerwin. Sherwin (laughs) so we've we've discussed at length Sly's uh, uh, text to me about what Mm. happened during Balboa so I'm not going to touch on that but Could you imagine at going in 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 2005, 06, he's going into Balboa thinking that's his last movie. Mm -hmm. Yo, I mean, we'd never have Rambo four. I know, which is arguably one of the greatest kick ass action movies of all freaking time. Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Just absolutely beyond brilliant. I mean, it really is just absolutely incredible your thoughts on never if Balboa was the last oh that would be so sad to think that
1: we we hadn't heard from him from 06 that would be yeah no no, that would be he can't you know what it's funny he says that he has said that throughout his career he needs to slow down and then he never does he He can't he's not he can't sit still. I don't think the man is ever gonna sit still. When he passes away, he's gonna be on set doing something. You know you what know, I mean?
0: They're gonna prop him up in the coffin. They're gonna wheel him in like like Hannibal Lecter with the face right. mask. They're just gonna wheel <laughs> sly in on a dolly and they'll he'll he'll tour the world and yeah. we'll go see him. Right. They'll have he, him like weekend at Bernie's, you know. Right. Be-
1: <laughs> no, but he's too he has too much. I know. Still in the tank. You know what I mean? Too much in the basement to just and not gl-
0: unpack it all. I'm glad you said that, Stacy. Um, by the way, who who are we talking to? Who's here today?
1: You were very excited. This gentleman, Richard what? uh handabode, is here with us today. Why don't you tell us about why you wanted him on here and we will bring him in?
0: You know, I uh he recently went on a tour with me and I really thought he was a very unique individual. He, he great guy big rocky fan but he was uh xnypd uh i i really i really respected that being xpd myself in a little town scranton slash dunmore mm-hmm. pennsylvania i know what it took to do that and what he did as a police officer that's like next level massiveness yeah. okay so uh also he had his own challenges along the way which i'm gonna let him get into uh i don't want to speak for him i want him to tell his story and so uh i i remember during our tour i said my god i love your story i said you know i do this little goofy podcast and i have this incredible co-host that keeps the show running i said would you like to come on sometime he goes yeah sure and his family <laughs> was like absolutely you'll be so great so anyways uh-uh. without any further ado could you bring him in here you are. Hey, Richard,
1: how are you?
3: Hey, how are you doing?
1: Very good. So nice to see you. Richard, Thank you.
3: My,
0: my friend, so good to see you again, buddy. How are you? I'm doing good. I feel good today. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. So listen, what is it about Rocky that you love, that inspires you? Why come to Philadelphia with your family and take a Rocky tour? You love this character beyond anything I've seen before. Go ahead
3: basically what rocky's meant to me since i'm 10 years old is about perseverance it's about hope it's about courage and really what i like about rocky too is that he's he's all those things right brave but he's good-natured no matter what happens to him he winds up being good-natured treating people well and that's inspiring to me right you know i think the character of Rocky transcends, you know, a lot of characters and movies Mm -hmm. and it inspired people around the world. When you go on the steps, you know, you see people from all over the world wanting to run those stairs, all different languages, people from everywhere. They want to go to the Rocky steps. It's a universal character that people love. Mm -hmm. And for me, since I was 10 years old, since I saw it the first time, I was inspired and his character throughout my life, you know, between him and my father, they're like kind of guiding lights for me.
0: Wow. Tell us a little bit about your dad.
3: Oh, my father, um, he died when I was kind of young. He died when I was 22. So he never, he never got to see me become a police officer or a therapist. So when, when he died, I was in construction doing his job. Oh, okay. Um, Um, But he was extremely hardworking and he was ill with a nerve disease and and kept going to work. You know, he had a lot of perseverance. And that's one of the things he taught me is that you get up early, you answer the bell, you get to work and you try your best no matter what. Right. You know, that was my father's influence. And that's kind of Rocky sits
0: in that space, too. Yeah, very much. So my friend, very, very much. So that's, that's absolutely amazing. Stacy, what are your thoughts so far?
1: I love what you said about regardless of what he was going through, he remained good natured. It's that, ugh, can I tell you the number of people I've wanted to shake in my life? People <laughs> like, you know, they'll be nasty or they'll say something mean. And you're like, well, what is, what's up with you? And they're like, well, I'm in a bad mood. Well that doesn't give you permission to be a jerk to everybody who walks by. You know what I mean? Yes. It's it's just that it, it is oh and this person knows who I'm talking about. And I'll tell you that right now because we just had this conversation. But anyway, <laughs> we'll leave that alone, but it's like, you know, you don't get to be mean just because you're in a bad mood and he yeah. was all that. He could have been going through We know what he went through and yet he was still so kind and soft to everybody. Yeah. Something somebody and- I know could learn. <laughs>
3: Stacy, you see that right in the first scene of Rocky yes. when he's fighting um Spider Rico. First, Spider Rico. Yeah. He gets head butted and he, he basically, you know, he's in a rage. And then when he's walking out of the ring, he's still patting the guys on the back who are coming in.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. He can he can let it go, you right. know, which is which is a great way to be in life. Mm-hmm. So, you know, becoming a police officer, I have um, put my toe in that world for about five years so i understand some of it what was the decision that got you to go there to go to the police academy to become a police officer
3: yeah well since i was a kid um myself and my best friend his name's john um he wanted to be a doctor and i wanted to be a cop and he became a surgeon in upstate new york and when i had the opportunity i took the police exam and became a cop You know, I always wanted to do it watching the cop shows as a kid growing up. Sure. And recognizing that they were the ones that came in to help. You
0: know? Right. Hutch, Beretta, whoever it was, (laughs) Colombo, right? Right. But you never had a parrot on your shoulder. No, <laughs> you never had a red car with a white stripe on it. Right. No, I wish I did. Uh, all right. I know. I know. I wish I had the general Lee as a kid. I that's a whole other story. The O one cup. I forget that. Anyways. So now you're a cop and you told me a lot of great stories. Um, Is there anything before we keep kind of going down the timeline? Is there anything you'd like to share about your time as a police officer? Any anything that maybe affected you in a particular way?
3: Well, there's lots of things, you know, but, um, 9 really, thank mm, God, yeah. you know, it kind of just, it changed my perspective on things and, you know, I became very focused on a bigger picture and that's really, you know, what happened on nine eleven kind of made me want to think bigger than what I was doing. Really? So that's when I started to go to school and I went to school at night and um, I went to my own therapy. And my own therapist inspired me to go into therapy myself wow wow so you know 9 11 i was part of like a peer support group helping other cops with trauma and anxiety but then you know i realized this is what i want to do when i leave this job as a cop i want to become a therapist and work with people in that way wow and that's what i started doing in 2001 i started to go to school at night and then in 2009, I had my bachelor's and I went to graduate school. Wow. So really 9-11. And also, you know, the misconception that people have about cops a lot of times. But, yeah, yeah, you know, the great work that cops do day in and day out. Mm-hmm. The the small things, the interactions you have with people. yeah, People saying thank you when something happens and you help them. You know, and it's not something you read about in the paper, but that's something that happens every day.
2: Sure does. I, I
3: came away from the job with that too. Wow.
1: Well, I um I'm a nurse. And wow. there's a million things that people don't understand about nursing. And I want to, I have a very specific question for you. And there's what you think being a cop is, and <laughs> what it is. <laughs> yes. So I want you, what do you think when when you first were like, hey, I'm gonna go be a cop, what did you think it was? And then what was it as you were
3: doing it? Well, I thought it was going to be a lot less paperwork. <laughs> 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 yeah. Right. Well, and heck heck yeah. Clues, Stosky and Hutch. Nobody ever did paperwork. Right. Ew. They just ran
0: and did their job, ran out, you know, but. um, Richard, did you ever remember in Cobra? You saw Cobra, right? Yeah. Mm. You never saw Stallone's character. Right. Yeah. <laughs> No, Nighthawks, right? <laughs> right, Nighthawks. He never did any paperwork. Where was he? He was drawing the killer. He had a premonition yes. of what the killer was. Wolfgar, I mean, come on. Okay, right. go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I
3: had to throw that in there. Yeah, if that, was, if that was real life, there'd be a sergeant chasing him around all day long. <laughs> yes, right? The
0: paperwork, my God. Yes. Exactly.
3: But really, the, the small things, like, mm-hmm. you know, cops on patrol, they... They go to work, they get a radio, they gotta get an RMP, you know, a car to work in. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, is it a cold day? Is it a hot day? What's it gonna be like out there? Mm-hmm. Is it a busy day? Um, am I gonna get, get a chance to have lunch? Because I worked in the South Bronx and there were times that we were so busy, we didn't eat, we didn't sit down and eat for an hour. We'd have to get something to eat and just eat it while we're, were driving around. Mm-hmm. So like the, the everyday stuff of being a cop, it's not so glorious, you know, there's not so much glory in it. Yeah. It's very difficult and it can be very emotionally difficult, mentally hard. Mm -hmm. And I didn't bank on that, you know, I didn't, I wasn't prepared for that, but yeah, the actual idea of being a cop sounds really cool. It sounds really, you know, like you're doing all these great things every day, but it's a difficult job. Yeah. Minute to minute sometimes.
1: Yeah. Exactly. That's for sure. But it's the accumulation of all those things. You yeah. know what I mean? Of all those small movements. Cause as a nurse, some of my most favorite moments were the smallest things you ever did that people yes. thank you for. Um the emotional yes. toll. There's you know, there's very few silver linings to nine eleven, but what you did with it, you know what I mean? How how you discovered that, oh, this is what I wanna do. I just I absolutely love that. So you've been doing this since 01, ish.
3: Well, I've been going to school since 01, but I was still a cop all the way till two to- 2012.
1: Okay. Wow.
3: And then in 2012, I grad. You know, I left the police department, mm-hmm. and I I finished up my graduate degree at Fordham. Wow, good for you. And um, I started working with veterans in the Department of Veterans Affairs, oh, wow. and then I realized that I wanted to have my own practice, so. I went to a psychoanalytic training institute, and I did four years there, and I started building my practice, and that was in 2014. So really, I started seeing clients in 2014 individually. And then I eventually, I got my own office, a little tiny office with no windows. And then before I went on medical leave, you know, I had an office near Grand Central Station in Manhattan, mm-hmm. and I was, I was loving it. It's like a hand in a glove. And I know one of the pictures I sent you was <laughs> was <Rocky>. this? <laughs> yes. Ah, yes. Look and, at that baby. Yeah. yeah, a client um gave that to me.
1: Oh.
3: And I hung really? it right up. I took up all the other pictures and I hung that up and that's where the client sit, would sit right there on that
0: couch and color coordinated. Like, nice. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> yep.
1: Great picture, great office. Um I have an interesting question for you. It's kind of a side note. I, I, I'm i really interested to hear your thoughts on this. I was taking care of a veteran Vietnam vet once. And anytime I'm taking care of a vet, I always say, well, thank you for your service. And, and he said, oh, thank you for saying so. I said, and so I just kind of made a side comment like, my God, I can only imagine what you went through. He goes, well, it's never something I'm going to discuss with you and i and i just kind of looked at him he goes i'm still a soldier and it's still my job to protect you from the the horror that vietnam was and he goes he goes i'm not sharing it with you cuz i'm still doing my job you shouldn't have to know what we went through and i was like that just <laughs> knocked me on my butt i was like oh my god uh, you know and and i just i ha- i i <laughs> about not having knowing what to say.
2: Yeah. I,
1: I was like, oh my God. I just said I'm I'm sure that's true. And and again I I thank you for the things I don't understand. And then it was like, so what do you take for medications? You know, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, it was just so I'm just curious, do veterans talk about what they went through to you? Do they get into those details of what they saw or suffered?
3: It depends who's in front of me. you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I worked at the Department of Veterans Affairs for less than a year mm-hmm. and I, I helped run groups. I helped, you know, I saw individual um, veterans. Mostly it was a homeless veterans unit. Okay. So mostly what I was doing was helping veterans who were homeless find places to live.
1: Gotcha, okay.
3: And gotcha. Wow. They, by, I would say, Most of them didn't talk about it. Mm -hmm. They were just, you know, going through their own mental health struggles, you know, going through their housing struggles or whatever issue they had. And then, you know, Vietnam veterans that I had didn't talk much about in detail. Right. And I think that that goes between brothers and sisters, you know. They would probably talk to each other about it. Mm -hmm. But... We're on the other side of that. Right. It's sort of like cops. We'll talk to each other in kind of a different language than we would as civilian. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's just because we were, we were part of that experience. And maybe sometimes people might not completely understand it mm-hmm. is how we feel. You know, if you take things out of context, you know, you might not understand it the way we would because right. we were there, you know. Right. And also to to that veteran's point, it's a good point, because really there's images that get stuck in your head that you can't get out. Mm-hmm. And even my therapist would laugh because I would say, you know, um, she would try to pull it out of me. She would try to say, give me more detail because I need to know, you need to talk about the details. But I don't want to give her that, those images that she couldn't forget. Yeah. But then as a therapist i know that's what we need Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know we need the we need the client to be able to give it to us right
2: right
3: and even not give it to us but what what i explain to my clients is put it in the middle between us Mm -hmm. and we can both hold it together you know you don't have to give it to me it's not my burden and we can take it out of you; it's not your burden let's share it for this 45 minutes right you know, and I'm here with you and I'm going to hold the space for you. Mm. And that that's what a therapist is looking for. And hopefully when that veteran goes to therapy, they can explain it in that way. Mm-hmm. The details of, of your experience, your trauma, that's what we'll do. That's what we do. It's mm-hmm. okay to give it to me and for us to hold it. Right. In right. this space, right?
1: Well, I think there's, unless you unpack it just a little bit, there's no, how do you not be haunted by it unless you you put it in that space between you to share yeah. it with someone? I just, but again, all the things we don't understand. I, I've been haunted by that comment ever since. And I thank veterans in a whole new way, at least inside, intentionally, energetically, I thank them in a whole new way because it's like, ooh, just the way he put that really yeah, yeah. knocked me on my butt. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So Richard, you mentioned um, shortly uh, a little while ago that you had a medical leave. Now, mm-hmm. you've been very open with me on the tour and talked about this. Would you share with us, as comfortable as you are talking about a medical leave and how Rocky helped you through mm-hmm. that and <laughs> still does?
3: Yeah. Well, on um, January 7th of this year, I went in, I took myself to the ER because I was having stomach issues mm-hmm. and you know, I was getting medication and all kinds of things that weren't working. But when I went on January 7th, they did a cat scan and they did blood work and they said I had cancer. So, um, they did a biopsy, a bunch of tests, they confirmed it. And then they were asking me, was I exposed to toxins? Because this type of cancer might be related to toxins. And then, you know, Months went by. I, I started chemo. I did 12 rounds of chemo. They kind of, they related it to nine eleven, 11 my response to nine eleven. 11. So, you know, what I'm dealing with now is basically going through 12 rounds of chemo. And afterwards they said they couldn't operate because it's in a bad location. So I'm, I'm on a maintenance dose of chemo that keeps the cancer where it is. They try to contain it that way. Um, and I feel good. And the, the way Rocky relates to this, I mean, my whole family, they know my favorite movie is Rocky. Sloan going through chemo. My brother, who lives three hours away from me in New Jersey, he would come in on the weekend and we put on movies, you know, Rocky, Rocky One, Two, Three, Four, Rocky Balboa. We didn't watch Rocky Five, no insult, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, we watched the movies and it, in one of the Creed movies, to my shock, it's like Rocky has cancer. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And you don't see Rocky afraid many times, right? Right. But he he talks about how he watched Adrian go through treatment and he doesn't want to do that. And then here I am on the couch and my brother's sitting there with me and I'm feeling sick as a dog. And we're watching that. And I'm, you know, I'm getting so emotional. I'm saying, my God, you know. Like, here he is trying to drink an insure shake, and he doesn't want to drink it, right? Yeah. Because you can't, there's sometimes you can't drink water when you're under chemo, but yeah. it's a life-saving drug, but it, you know, it takes a lot out of you. But the Rocky movies, and, you know, they're, they're invaluable to me. Yeah. Because also, especially watching Rocky 1, that makes me feel grateful for my childhood. Because I saw that movie when I was 10 years old, my uncle George brought me, and it makes me feel young, and makes me feel optimistic and hopeful. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of like no matter what happens, this is going to be okay. You know, especially the original Rocky, that you know, it inspires me to this day, but how can you not feel good when you watch that? And how can you not be inspired and hopeful? Right. Right. So that, you know, those months during chemo, those movies helped me a lot. And my brother and my family, they were just, you know, that to this day, I mean, they're still great to me. Like on the tour, you met them on the tour. I did. They arranged that tour because when I got cancer, they said, you know, they They started to create a bucket list. Yeah. (laughs) Look at them. Look at them.
0: The dream team.
3: Look at that. That's my brother, Mickey, my sister, Lori, my sister, Dawn, you know, they created like a, like I said, like a bucket list. They said, we're going to Philadelphia. You're going to do the stairs. And, yeah. um, we did. And i yeah. the thing is when, when I hear somebody has cancer, I <laughs> bow my head because I know how difficult it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But my family making arrangements for that tour, coming over to see me, I, I was like, it got me through the weeks. Yeah. Knowing that, okay, September 30th, I'm going to be on those stairs. Yeah. So I got to get through this. I got to do treatment number 10, treatment number 11. Wow. And I did 12 of them. And I said, thank God I'm finished. And next thing I know, I was on the stairs. I was driving around in your van.
0: <laughs> having the I've- best time. Yes. And, and that is exactly, I knew just listening to you talk, listening to your family talk. I said to myself, I got to get this guy on the podcast. He has yeah. to come on because Richard, you don't know who is going through what you're going through or is going through a version of what you're going through. And it, it, it's very, um, it can be a very emotional journey, an unsure journey. And so yeah. seeing where you are at and it was caught rather late yeah it was caught yeah it, it wasn't I, like stage you know point 0.5 no it's stage four because yeah the type you're, of you're cancer I had. yeah you don't yes. see it until it's stage four right yeah okay so now the what you're saying is perseverance and i'm thinking jesus there's so many people out there that have to deal with this horrible ugly goddamn cancer and 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 you (laughs) are just pushing right through and rocky was such an inspiration for you among other things the love of family i'm sure but that's the connection is this rocky thing and i think what a great poster boy rocky is for those people going through things that are scared to bring it out scared Mm -hmm. to talk about it because to me you just never know who you're going to help and and Mm -hmm. i really want to thank you for for Coming here and talking with us about this because this is a big thing to come on here and, and, and mm-hmm. talk about it openly. I, I'm so proud of you. I really am. Oh,
1: yeah. thanks, Mike. It is very personal, it's a very private thing, too. Everybody's a little different about how much they want to share. Some people don't want to share yeah. anything, some yeah. want to share everything. And I think you know, you share what you're comfortable sharing, but um, right, Mike, there, there's so many people suffering cancer that, um, hearing and seeing you richie is so it's so important because you are the picture of what perseverance means you know what oh, i mean you're you. you're
0: and you look great by you the way do. you look Thanks. wonderful my god look at that beard all that I, hair. Uh, yeah. We, we, I mean, everything. I mean, you are are so put together. Here's the thing: like, Thank I you. have tried my entire life to grow a beard. I can't. Uh, it, it comes in spotty and blotchy. It's horrible. I'm right? just not a beard guy. Okay, and I, there's some guy like you. Like, you could grow tomatoes in that thing. That's like a garden. <laughs> nice okay beard, right?
3: It,
1: it's I just try beautiful. to
0: keep it trimmed. I. But you do such a great job with it but my point is is that you look so good and and, mm-hmm. and you are just fighting through it and hanging in there and keep keep yeah. moving through it so yeah. uh i don't know to to me i'm just I, i'm i'm kind of a little i'm at a slight loss of words here so i'm gonna yeah. let stacy go with it
1: well the yeah, yeah the emotional uh volume in this is high very high and and i love that i i i love people who are relatable and, and, and who are transparent and, you know, even, um, you know, like when you share as much as you share, maybe some things you might be feel a little embarrassed about, but those are the very things that people need to hear that you went through so they can say, yeah, me too. I understand. They're not alone. They're not alone. That all, all that. So the the fact that you're doing that is, is so good. And all of Rocky is emotional. People ask me, oh, what's your favorite scene? Well, I have my favorite scene, but then there's like my favorite scene, B, my favorite scene, C, because yeah, there's so like the chapel scene when with Mickey and Rocky and and he's like, well, if you're going to blow this thing out, I'll blow it with you. Like, what? Oh, yeah. one of my favorites. So yeah. Uh, clearly you're you're an emotionally available. I know that's an overly used term, but emotionally available individual. Which scene, if we can just ask, what you know, like stick to a Rocky uh, topic for a moment, like what scene emotionally, you know, what makes you rise up through here?
3: Well, the end of Rocky one, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's a lot. Everybody feels that. Yeah. But my favorite scene in all the Rockies, I think, is when Rocky gets called to Apollo Creed's office in Rocky 1. Mm-hmm. And he's holding the card, right? He right, shows the right, card right. to the receptionist. And he says, can I keep that? It means yeah, so much yeah, to yeah. him. Yeah. And he goes in and he's sitting with Mr. Jurgens, the promoter. Yeah. And then he asks him the question. And here's Rocky thinking it's about sparring partner work. Yeah. And here he asks him the questions. Do you want to fight? apollo creed for the world championship and the camera's zooming in and that's life right yep life presents you with things when you least expect it oh yep right good and bad yeah yeah good and bad and here's rocky and of course you know he's he says no right but then you know the next scene is at the press conference but that's what life does yeah life gives you this question to answer yeah you know are you going to rise up to this mm-hmm. and that you know that becomes the meaning of your life how are you going to respond to this situation and i there feel you. it when he's sitting there with mr Jurgens. this is the pinnacle of his life until that moment right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this is what he was dreaming of but can he rise to it and then you know obviously he does and look what he does with it
1: yeah Sly says the same, though, you know, at that moment, everybody, you know, people are presented with these opportunities. Do you jump in or do not? And you got to jump in. Wow.
3: And a a lot of people, and this is a quote from someone named Dr. Viktor Frankl, who wrote an amazing book, uh, Man's Search for Meaning. Mm -hmm. He was in the Holocaust and he survived and he was a neurologist and a psychiatrist, but incredible book, Man's Search for Meaning. But in the book, he says that many people think that they ask the question, what's the meaning of life? And he says, the real question is what life is asking you. Life is asking you, what's the meaning of your life? And that's kind of Mr. Juergens is asking Rocky. Yeah. Can you rise to this occasion? Can you change the meaning of your life in a way in this moment? And look what he does, even when he faces... You know fear because apollo creed's the greatest of all time right and he realizes in the ring that the night before he's like wow i don't know if i can win actually yeah but then what he does we all know what he does right he has the courage to go through the ropes and go in there with apollo creed who he admires right mm-hmm. and he does it and that there's nothing like that ending
0: i agree <laughs> That's why we're all here. Yeah. That's why yes. this is the Rocky Files. <laughs> yeah. Stacey, Absolutely. before we let Richard go, is there anything else you want to bring up, talk about that we missed or covered?
1: Uh just thank you, Richard. You are mm, you dial in very, very sincerely and you're just saturated with every nook and cranny. And I don't know if we've ever had anyone answer. question of what's your favorite scene with that Jergens scene. Um, I think we tend to hear the more common ones and I don't think that's a common one, but that's talk about, you know, that's the moment that you're really faced with. And then also what you said at the very beginning, um, he's still good natured. And to me, that's you, you know, you think Uh, about everything you've faced and you you (laughs) have Talk about having every right to have a bad day and tell everybody off and everybody get away from me. And not to say you haven't had those moments, perhaps, but my bet is that even on a bad day, you're still good natured. That's how you feel anyway. And um, and so that that's very rocky. That's what spoke to you and you're doing it. So thank you so much for coming on and for sharing as much as you did. It's going to mean a lot. We have a lot of people fighting cancer watching. So this is going to be very wow. meaningful for them. Yes.
0: I'm grateful for that. Yeah. That means a lot. Yeah. Here's here's what a great guy he is. Here's here's how lovable this guy is. He's so good natured. We were playing patty cake at stoplights <laughs> <laughs> on the tour. Patty cake, patty cake, bakers. He was such a great guy. That was so relaxed. Oh. Was one of the funnest stories I had. i oh, Nice. Uh, all right. My last two questions, and then we're gonna let you get out of here, Richard. You're going about your day. You're doing whatever it is. Rocky is nowhere near your radar. And all of a sudden, Rocky pops into your brain. What's the image of Rocky you see? Is it Rocky 1? Is it like the Rocky 4? Is it the Creed Rocky Balboa? How do you see the character in your mind?
3: Um, I see Rocky. and, And during the fight, an Apollo Creed knocks him down for like the, I don't know how much, you know third or fourth time Uh and they're they're trying to tell him to stay down and he gets up again and Apollo Creed looks at him and kind of shakes his head like I can't believe this guy's getting up right that's that's the that moment that's the scene for me yeah when I think of Rocky I think of him getting up and Apollo Creed shaking
0: his head yep round 14 Okay. (laughs) Amazing. Those few seconds with Apollo Creed shaking his head, he just gave Rocky everything he had. And he's asking for more. Rocky waves him in. Are you crazy? Yeah. Okay. Here's the, the last question. And I love this question so much. You are in an elevator. You're somewhere. You walk into the elevator. You've got 30 seconds and Stallone is in the elevator alone with you. What do you say? After
3: I take a few breathing exercises.
0: Yeah, yeah.
3: (laughs) Um, I would say thank you. Thanks for creating Rocky and inspiring me, inspiring millions of people around the world to persevere and go through their challenges and to know that there's hope and just to hang in there. And I think it's, you know, what he created was genius. Because when you, I think, when you can affect so many people on such a scale like that, you've created a work of genius, like a painting or, you know, a composition, a classical composition or a song. He created something that became universal, and so many people are affected by it. And you even said, Mike, that over half your business is people from outside the country. Yeah, it's a universal understanding that people have about Rocky and he created that. You know, that came from him. And he writes genius dialogue, beautiful dialogue.
0: Yes, he does. And uh,
3: you know, that's what I would say to him. Thank you. Um and I know that that word is thrown around a lot, but I really do think he created a work of genius.
0: You know, Richard, I knew you were gonna be really good but you are like exceeded our expectations. You have been absolutely brilliant. The gravitas you have brought. Yes. I think the hope, the help and insight you put yeah. out there tagged along with Rocky is just nothing short of, of beautiful from the bottom of my heart. My friend, yes, so I good. genuinely genuinely want to thank you as I know yeah. Stacy does as well. Yeah, so and uh, mm-hmm. until we see you again, my friend, we always say keep Keep punching.
1: Punchin'. Keep punchin'.
0: Yes. Take care, my friend.
3: Thank you so much.
0: Thank you. Uh, take care, buddy. Bye-bye. Bye now. Bye-bye.
1: I, I, I need a minute.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I know. That's some serious shit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, he can,
1: you know, the Jurgens moment. Oh, yeah. You know, here, here he is facing 9-11. Like, what do you do with that? You know that. I mean, I feel like that's kind of his his Jurgens moment. You know, he's already done and accomplished so much just by being a sergeant. Yeah. But then to face that that nine eleven moment and how and he said, I wanted to think bigger at that point. You know. Yeah. Do more. You know. Right. And and, and when you dive into mental health, that's that's definitely bigger. That and uh, and so he, you know, took the experience of nine eleven and wanted to do something bigger with it. And I, I, I don't know. That's what I was thinking when he was talking about the Jergens moment. I'm like, wow, you really did that with your life. Yeah. And he just, <laughs> it was like, oh, as if nine eleven's not enough. I, I would say, do, doesn't that check the box of difficult things in your life? Oh no. No, no, we're going to do chemo and, and most people Jeez. get, you know, four, five, six rounds. No, he gets 12 and now he gets a maintenance dose. I mean, he just he's talk about tough as nails and yeah. and he just Andy's good natured. I don't know. Richard it was wonderful. Very, it was a ver- full example. Mm. Oh,
0: my God. Yeah. You know, for a variety of reasons and some very close personal reasons, it's very difficult for me to keep a straight face <laughs> and not start right. Walling like I an know. idiot because, you know, I mean, this is a, a close subject matter to me. Uh, you know there are people I care about and love very much that are going through some difficult things, right. and and you know it, it, to see him just put his sails up and go into the wind and say "Bring it on." Yeah, I mean he really reminds me in Forrest Gump of Lieutenant Dan. Come on, you give it to me. Right? I love that. Yes, I love that. I, I really really do. So Richard, I I, I we said it a hundred times. I'll say it again. Thank you. Thank you for opening up and talking to our audience and, Mm -hmm. and, and talking to us, to us and being a very true
1: example of perseverance. Wow. Very true. And he still has to do it. It's not like it's over. He's no maintenance
0: for the rest of his life. Yeah. Can't have surgery on. He's got to keep dealing with chemo. Yeah. That can't be fun.
1: No, it's not. Let me tell you, it's not, but he's going to do very well.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah! Wow! I don't
0: even know where to go how, from here. How he do we so segue good? out of that? <laughs> My God, that's I a tough a, one. <laughs> I need an emotional nap. But right, right. Here we are. This is the Rocky file, so we are yes. going to bring it back around. We <laughs> were talking earlier about God knows what. It was so unimportant now, but we'll try to reconnect <laughs> with it. I think we were talking about uh, Sly mm. on Rocky, uh, where he said Balboa is going to be the last movie, and mm. yeah. So you guys know I published a little book called Cue the Rocky Music, and it's a little memoir about how I got to be where I'm at. It was never about sales. It was Mm -hmm. never about any of those things. I just wanted to get one copy made so I could get it to Sly because I needed him to know what he had done for me. Mm -hmm. And uh, anyways, that all worked out in the end. But then a couple of years went by. And I used to do this thing. I haven't. I, don't, I may have mentioned this before. I don't know. I used to take one or two books and, uh, that I would have. i uh, 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 cue the Rocky music, and I would go to Barnes and Noble, and I would have them in a little bag, and then I would go through, and I would go under the sports section, and I would, or no, no, no it, was, it was the the memoir section, and I would just put them on the shelf and walk out the store. <laughs> so when they go, I my hope was that they would pull it off the shelf and say, Ah the Rocky music and they go to, and it's not in the system. Nobody knows how this book got in the goddamn store. Nothing. Right. Anyways, I sent you a picture. Yes. So I don't know how that happened. I never put it out there, but somehow it worked. It worked. It worked. I love it. It worked. So that's stupid. I don't know if that was illegal. I don't know what it was. But my book is has for some time been on Barnes and Noble. And I the thing it. the thing is, I don't promote it. I don't push cue the Iraqi music. If it's not here on the podcast, I never talk about it. And my father was telling me I don't know, a month or two months ago, he goes, why do you not push this book more? It's a really good book. Yeah. And then my mother, she was like Superfly Snooker. She gets on the top banister of the second floor. She comes down with a big elbow and she hits me in the head. And then she's bam, bam, and she's stomping her floor, foot on the floor. She's like, you need to sell this book. You need to promote yes. this book. It's a good book. And, and my mother's in really great shape, by the way. So oh good. So, anyways, maybe I should start promoting this thing more than just here. Um, because I would love to write a second book. I really would. I, there's so many stories I have left to tell and
1: yeah, there is,
0: you know, there's an awful lot. And I, 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 I think that's where things really start getting good. Anyways, that's just a little, uh, by perseverance and, and thinking yeah. outside the box, thinking well, outside the box, you know, it's funny
1: to me that you're wondering if you should promote it. I'm like, of course you should promote it. It's that
0: self-doubt. It's, it's self-doubt. fantastic.
1: It's it. I mean, talk about perseverance and, and keeping going when people are making fun of you for it.
0: Yeah. Oh boy. Did they ever.
1: Okay, and no. and talk about a take that moment, like seriously. Yeah, you, you part two would be very easy.
0: I would think so. I I I would like to. I my my as Mickey would say, my motivation is uh is, is gaining some, some serious strength Good. on it. Speaking of all of this type of sports stuff, Stacy, mm-hmm. what is a sports film?
1: So <laughs> that's a tough one because of all the sports, you know, there's many, many sports films, but there's also the story behind whatever the competition is. And then you're like, no, it's a love story. No, it's a story of perseverance. No, it's a story of getting over the loss of somebody, you know, yeah. and, and you just so happen to be in a boxing ring or on a baseball field or wherever you a are. So, court. Right. So, I mean, there's, there's the... Background and maybe it's yeah. sport, but the story is a very human story. So, the only sports film that's purely a sports film that I can think of is a documentary <laughs> about. Interesting.
0: The- <laughs> oh, I never thought of that. You know, I know the there's a reason football. we keep you around. <laughs> oh, God. All right, so I did a cursory search. I'm just going to read. I have it on my phone right here. I'm going to just read some movies that are listed. When you Google sports films. Okay. All right. Dodgeball, Rudy, uh, Moneyball, Somewhere in Queens, Mm -hmm. uh, Clint Eastwood's Trouble with the Curve, We Are Marshall, Air, Hustle, The Way Back, Coach Carter, Titans, uh, Hoosiers, Miracle, Friday Night Lights, uh, 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 The Natural, um, uh, the wrestler, uh, uh bull Durham. What else do we got here? We we got somebody. Uh, what else do we got? The longest yard, both the uh burt mm-hmm. Reynolds and the Adam Sandler one. Warrior, The Sandlot, Water Boy. I mean, what is a sport? I don't think any of those movies are are right. are sports movies. I yeah. think they're dramedies or yeah. dramas. Yeah, Hoosiers is. I mean, one of the best we are marshall
1: we are marshall
0: love yeah but i don't i don't even know what a sports movie is Mm -hmm. I, Mm -hmm. i i i don't even know so i guess my 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 thought for bringing this topic up here is what do you guys all think about it i want you guys in the in the side chat who are watching now put it in there and anybody else who's watching Go. Uh, we're gonna do a po- we'll do a post on this after this episode comes out mm-hmm. saying what is a sports movie. Yeah. I really would like your input on it because I don't know that there's any necessarily wrong answers to this, mm-hmm. but right. I do think Stacy, you nailed it. A documentary is, or Monday Night Football, or something. <laughs> right. That's right. Or the World Series. Other than that, th- what is a sports film? So right. please, please that down for us yeah
1: we'll post that after this airs for sure
0: well what do we got left are we what do we got left here that was everything oh my god that's it we're at the end now of that's the list a, I mean, I think we jam packed this episode in yesterday at this time you were text messaging what are you know your topics to because <laughs> I got nothing <laughs> Stacy where can people find you at
1: I am over at had at yo and uh, yeah, on Instagram and at the Rocky files on Instagram and on Facebook at the Rocky
0: files podcast. And Michael, what about you? Bingo Bango. I wrote a little book called cue the Rocky music, which we just went on at nausea Mobile, So you can pick that up <laughs> at Barnes <Barnesandnoble.com>. and <laughs> you Amazon. You can get on Amazon and it's liver Uh I did well, a little documentary with the great, filmmaker jimmy toscano and danny janino De- uh, his uh co-worker uh, and and i guess partner in uh, business partner and there it is the pretender the dream is real it is on amazon prime it is on tubi television i think it's on youtube it's on uh, peacock it's all over the place so yeah. check that out you can find me at the Yo philly film tour on uh, uh, Roger right. <laughs> where can they find me? The Instagram, Instagram, TikTok. Thank you, Instagram, <laughs> TikTok. Same thing. Go over on TikTok. Show me some love because they hate my guts over there. And I actually, I kind of, I kind of appreciate that they hate me because I have fun with them on that. Anyway, yes, you do, Stacy. This was a very great episode, <laughs> and um, absolutely. As always, thanks for being my co-host, and
1: oh, keep thank you, punching. keep punching.